from the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's next great groundbreaking drama. I'm trying to find out who killed our son. One crime will affect so many lives. You need to be the voice for people who do not have a voice. American Crime, series premiere Thursday at 10, 9 central on ABC. And experience the weekly American Crime podcast hosted by Elvis Mitchell with an inside look at each episode. Subscribe now at podcast1.com slash American Crime. Into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Bow. Little sorry. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> I have to wait for it because I just like to listen to the music. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. We are back. Black Sales episode XIV. I season two episode six. We are here once again to t- talk about your favorite show and mine, Black Sales. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I am your host Ryan Hooks. You can find me at the Twitter at Ryan Hooks ninety two right there. Maybe I need to go this way, don't I? Look backwards <laughs> in the camera. To my left, a couple of lovely ladies, Lauren Salon. Hello, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren Salon. Yes, I did the double wave as per usual. I'll do it too. Hello, Jamie Elias. Everybody. I'm Jamie Elias. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Jamie S. Elias. And in the Germany, too. And we are in Germany, yes. Hi, you, Germany. Yes, Germany. We're talking Germany. about accents. It makes me want to do them. Hi, do the whole show. Oh, no, no, we should talk in accent the whole show. No, that'd be terrible. No, Nobody okay. wants to hear us talking in accents for the entire show. <laughs> We're actually talking about Richard Guthrie's uh, actor prior to the show and about he doing a lot of accents. So when he comes in in a few weeks, I'm going to make him do lots of accents. Mm-hmm. So, Sean, if you were watching, I know you are. Be prepared with all of your accents because I'm going to ask you about them. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about Black Sales. So, what did you think about this particular episode this week? I thought it was definitely good. And I will say, which we discussed a little bit before, a lot of the things we predicted from last week, we were spot on Duh. with a lot of those things. Which, yeah, <laughs> as we should be, right? Have you not been listening to the things I've been saying all every time I talk? You're genius. Clearly. No, but I think there was a lot of kind of strategic moves happened this episode and it's setting us up for a lot of intensity i think in the next few episodes definitely i feel like there weren't as many loose ends at the end of this episode i feel like we have a direction of which like we know where the characters are going with the plot that each of them have so i feel like this was definitely good episode i have a question about that in this episode but first before we go any farther i want to talk to you real quick about a couple things here at sms tv first off don't forget to subscribe to our itunes our youtube our SoundCloud, give us the ratings on the Twitter and the, all that stuff. Tell us what's up. We love the new Black Sales brethren friends of ours and all those people out there. I also want to tell you about one thing that's really cool that's going to go down here in television history, and that's the new ABC TV show, American Crime. It's going to be on Thursdays, March 5th at 9 on ABC. I'm sorry, 10, 9 Central, rather. Uh, it is a story that's created by John Ridley, who's the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave, has Felicity Huffman and timothy hutton in it and it centers around race class gender politics uh it looks actually really good i'm excited to watch it yeah it looks really intense i love crime thriller things so who yeah, doesn't love a good really crime does. drama so don't forget to like i said check out american crime on abc starting thursday march 5th at 10 9 central that's pretty much right after after uh, black sales end so we have like you can segue right into it <laughs> yeah perfect perfect done go. all right so has this show in some aspects become too political and I mean in that aspect of, do we see too much stuff where people are like, let's just sit around and talk about what's going to happen. And if we don't like it, kill someone. And then talk about what's going to happen. And then kill someone. Is there a level of politics that the show has crossed too much? I don't think so. Because I would think that that's pretty much how a lot of things went down back then. I mean, they're developing countries and nations and stuff. So a lot of that is happening at such a raw level and so they're having these discussions with these big kind of decision makers for their own communities and states that I think that's given us a glimpse of probably what it would have 
actually been like. And it doesn't feel heavily political to me. I mean, we still get enough, like, love scenes and killing action to balance it out. Yeah, I feel like the last, maybe the last couple episodes feel pretty political, but before that, I feel like we got a lot of background and a lot of fighting and a lot of sex Mm -hmm. and a lot of everything else that a TV show. We haven't got a lot of sex. I'm a little disappointed. Right. You know what in the world? I'm going to have to agree with you. Gosh. Been uh, lacking of sex. Can I just get a sex scene? (laughs) Can I please get a sex scene? there wasn't really anything. I think there was this week. There was the one with uh, Vane and uh, Eleanor. However, about that. they didn't show it. Right. Really. Right. It was just a little makeout what? sesh. I feel like I could imagine it and I'm okay. <laughs> oh, we can seen it enough. We can imagine Zach McGowan without a shirt on. That's for sure. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. All right. Let's talk about all these, these fine folk this week. So our episode starts off exactly where I was really hoping that it would pick up, which I was really excited because it starts off with like a couple of scenes of stuff shaking and then it's Vane and Flint fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're raging in the fight on. So I have a question. In a fight, this is a for real fight. Who do you like to, to win if they actually fought to the death? Who do you who do you like in this fight? Vane. Yeah, times. I think Vane's just more <laughs> cutthroat. No pun intended or pun intended. But I think Vane's just way more scrappy than Flint. But I would think but that Flint had the upper hand a few times, right? And I would surprised. think that Flint might be a more experienced fighter, just with you know his age and stuff and and his experience as a pirate. But I don't know, Vane's a lot more ruthless. I think, I think who I would want to win and who I think would win are two totally different things. I, I would want Vane to win, but I really think that... I think what, what it would depend on is how the fight went down. If it was a fight with swords, I actually think that Vane would be the winner of a fight with swords between hmm. the two of them. But if it's a fight how it was going with them fighting in fists and rolling around and that kind of stuff, I think that Flint would take Vane. I don't know. He used to be the, in the Navy, right? The Royal Navy? Yeah. yeah. So it's Wouldn't like, he be a good swordsman? Like, but Vane is an amazing swordsman. Right. And we, we see him practicing a lot. A badass. He right. really is. He, and he's been through... I mean, just with that scene of him coming out of the ground oh. and stabbing somebody terrifying. with a He's risen <laughs> from the dead. Yeah, like, he he's impressive. Well, anyway, that's, that's his thought of mine. I, just, I think a straight-up fight, if it's swords, I think that Vane has maybe a little bit of the upper hand. I think if it's a on the ground roll around fisticuff to kind of fight I think that Flint has the upper hand unfortunately we don't get to find out Mm-mm. who the winner of this fight would be because Eleanor steps in and stops it shooting them at them she doesn't shoot them <laughs> but and it was, I, after she shot I was like oh she shot her gun now what she's gonna do she didn't have any bullets left but then I realized that she had a double gun which has two loads in it essentially but it comes later becomes a double barrel shotgun however she's <laughs> like historical if, yeah you're fun yeah. fun historical facts if and she's like if i had another round i'd shoot you both yeah so it just lets us know that she has one shot left i don't know I, I like that appreciated i'm sorry Much appreciated. sometimes i gotta throw out a few facts all right or off topic let's go back to let's go back to what happened politically with eleanor and her dad in vain what do you think about what happened i i'm on i like richard guthrie's thoughts on this i am i really think that you know, I, I see Vane's perspective. I get that he says, I want something immediately, and that's respectable, because in this time frame, you don't know if you're going to live tomorrow. Your head's going to be on a spike yeah, next I week. Lo- I mean, I ask Ned Lowe. How to the point he was with that. He's like, okay, so what do I get? And your enough broken of, promises like, and your, shattered dreams are yeah, not Yeah, your visions enough. for what this empire is going to be. Like, I want I want something like cold, hard cash. Oh, I want it and now. spoiler alert, in the history of Nassau... This doesn't succeed. So, <laughs> damn. I mean, you with the history. Gosh, <laughs> Actually, I was watching the episode and I was like, I wonder what happens with Nassau. So I like got on Google and I was oh, like looking see, up Nassau Bahamas and like finding out all the history about how the island was formed and how it progresses into becoming. A- and it wasn't between a treaty between London and the pirates. And I'm sorry, damn. James McGraw did <laughs> yeah, not. I remembered that. I, I missed that one in history class. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I, but I, and I like I like that he's like that. He's like, what what do I get right now? And I also, again, I like what Richard Guthrie had to say when he was there saying, you know, what do they think? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that Parliament is going to go for this idea of you, you know, returning Abigail Ash to them? That's what he wants. Uh, and, it, you know, Lord Ash is going to be all about it. And then now suddenly you're stealing $6 million in gold from them as well from yeah. Spanish who have a treaty with English who so just finished can, a war. Which I think is interesting because we see Flint kind of thinking he's has this like big picture view of things and like we're in it for the long haul and the greater good you know he's getting very lofty in his plans and his dreams and kind of the place he wants to take everybody with this but then Richard Guthrie points out like hey hold on let's look at the big picture realistically and be like if you want to play in this political arena arena with these guys you can't be then stealing their allies gold essentially in the next you know 
it also makes me think too, like where his loyalties lie, right? So when he, him and his lover made this plan to make Nassau kind of how it's becoming or how he mm-hmm. says his vision for it is. After all that went down and happened, I feel like he has so much hatred towards like everything that had happened that now maybe his his goal might be the gold, and maybe he's using this as like some kind of pawn to somehow get to the gold. Because you hear him, you heard him tell Silver like, "Hey, the gold is still my first priority." Mm-hmm. But you hear him tell Eleanor, "Hey, making Nassau this this unified thing is now my first priority." So it's just yeah. Funny why? you say that. The questions that I have written right here on the side of my paper for this very scene. <gasps> Go ahead, but you don't oh, say no, you go. Oh, I was going to say, I one of the things I wrote is is Flint selfish? Is are his promises and goals and all that are always self motivated and affect no one else but him? I kind of yeah. think that's the character he's turned into. I feel like that's what we learned from last episode. At least that's what I think that I learned from last episode is that maybe he's more self motivated than he he lets off, and maybe Eleanor is going to get let down by him because she's putting all her eggs in his basket, and he might not be doing it for the right reasons. And do we trust him? I don't. No, I think he's, he's no always reason. out for himself. And Horningold even says that. Like, oh, well, I should have known you were going to, as soon as somebody with a better offer came by, you'd the throw me under the yeah. bus, essentially. And then he and was like, oh, it's, for, it's, for my, it's for my crew. Yeah. Right. Any good captain crew? would do it. No, it's not for your crew. It's for yourself. It's for yourself. Everything with him is self-motivated. But I wonder, almost to a certain extent, how much of that is... He he's aware of that, you know, or if he thinks he's really going for the greater good and and has this kind of grand vision ahead of him. I think he's delusional. You know, I think there's I, so I much of so it that too. he misses about himself and what's going on that he's and he's so blinded by his own ambitions and motivations. You know, with everything that's happened in his life, that he doesn't see it. Yeah, he's convincing himself that it is. For How the much of it does Miranda good. see? Everything. I I think Miranda really sees more than she lets off to. I think that she's an extremely smart character who knows. She's the smartest character in the show. I Mm -hmm. think that she's one of them. I think her and Rackham. I'm between her and Rackham. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Miranda (laughs) knows more about everything that's going on in terms of the entire island. I think Rackham is the most quick-witted and clever that could, like, figure something out. No. I think... You're right. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say with Miranda, I mean, she even tells him, you know, if we're going to be partners, we need to actually be partners. And I've been kind of laying low this whole time, and I'm done with that. So I'm really excited for Miranda kind of coming out a bit stronger. Because if they haven't already expanded her character an amazing amount, we're getting more of her. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I'm excited for it. You're right. I think she's brilliant. I think she's going to play a huge role coming up. I agree. Well done. Look at that. (laughs) Great job, guys. Well done. So, and then in terms of all that, so this development happens in the island, and so they're figuring out that they want to try to get Abigail Ash back. Eleanor later lies to Flint saying that Vane agreed and will send her to them if Flynn is on board. Yes or no. Obviously he is, because that's the, the goal, essentially, as he lies about. But then we get this whole interaction with him telling the men about what happened, and also him with Flint. I'm sorry, Flint. Him with Silver. Silver and Flint. Flint and Silver. <laughs> In my leprechaun green. <laughs> that was another accent for you. Yes, I'm Here we go. Accent. Done. All right. I did, actually did a, a podcast about Outlander. I did a, a Scottish accent for like 10 minutes. Wow. Oh my god! It well, was terrible. We have to have you do that here. We'll see what happens. Okay. Back to the task at hand, Silver and Flint. <laughs> I, uh, I I like the interactions this week between Silver and Flint. I, I like Silver every time I see him because I feel like he's always planning ahead and he's always he doesn't trust anybody, which mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. And he, even he's out like I don't, I don't trust him. Uh, you believe in him? I don't. Yeah. I want gold. And he you know he comes to him and asking about the vote that's supposed to happen now that Horning Gold has challenged the men in front. You know all that with what happened and him lying about it. And I like that he asked him. He's like, I'm having trouble with my vote. Mm-hmm. Convince me. I think yeah. Puts him on the spot. I think that Silver and before this episode, Rackham were the two characters that were completely and utterly aware that they're self-motivated and they want what they want and they know how to get it because they're both clever and they're kind of go-getters that way. Rackham changed my mind this episode, but Silver still hasn't. I feel like he, no matter what his motives are, he doesn't have loyalties anywhere. Mm-hmm. Even though you think like he has loyalties with Flint. If Flint didn't do something he wanted, he'd flip his loyalties in 10 seconds. But I think that Silver doesn't really believe Flint anymore. Or yeah. He's having issues with that. And I think Silver kind of plays it smarter. He generally, while he is very much looking out for his own back, um, does it in a in a better way than Flint, probably. Burns less bridges. Because he, yeah, he, he knows he, that. But he doesn't put himself in the forefront. Yeah, and he always knows that, you never, you know, with his changing allegiances all the time, you never know if that person that I'm going to turn away from right now, if I'm going to have to turn back to them. And so he's very 
smart about that and you know does it with a, a little air of charm so right. it he works for him finesse and he doesn't burn mm-hmm. bridges yeah an totally air right. of charm hey man made it up on the spot <laughs> and lucky so charm over there. back to believing flint hi <laughs> we make it up as we go along that's what we do here after my tv shows do oh, you boy. do you believe him when he said that the gold is then becoming the priority like again back to do we believe him and what he's saying because you know this whole this whole interaction is it you know it's a cover-up what's what's going on yeah i think he's biting off more than he can chew and Richard called him on it. Like, you can't do these... The gold and making and approaching um, Lord Ash about making NASA this amazing place, you know, and getting their approval, those things are mutually exclusive. And he's like, I can do both. I got it. I think he's... They're pulling against each other is what he was saying. Yeah, saying, yeah. I think he's taken on more than he can handle, and it's going to kind of blow up in his face is what I think. Or one of them's a cover-up for the other one. Right. Or maybe, I don't know, or something's like to distract. Because he is, he's smart, even though he is a little delusional. Mm-hmm. He kind of, I think that he has an idea of what he wants to happen. And so far, his character has done very well at making right. it at making it happen. I feel like he's never let me down, like, as with a character. His, yeah, with his plans, mm-hmm. he says, mm-hmm. I'm going to do something. And he d- does figures out a way to do it, even if it doesn't the way you think you should do it. Exactly. He gets it done. Right. So if his goal right now is to get the gold and get Abigail Ash, he's going to get it done. It's going to happen. I think that's true. Yeah, because who knows? He could turn on Lord Ash in some and way. And we, we clearly know that Eleanor's buying his, his bull. So mm-hmm. she's definitely blinded by his Eleanor. thoughts and beliefs and her own power struggle. And Eleanor. Can we talk about Eleanor for a second? Go ahead. Gosh. Eleanor you have the floor. so sad. Not sad. I take that back. But I feel so bad for Vane because Vane keeps continuously... He's such a tr- sucker. Such My a goodness. Sucker. He continuously, like... Gets back in and she yeah she just has to kiss him and, and he's like okay whatever you yeah, want just I'll do whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> and I feel so bad for him every time but Eleanor like no matter what she's out for and Eleanor is not a selfish well maybe yeah, she she's is. selfish but for, <laughs> yeah, for different is. reasons for right reasons like I really truly believe she has pure like motives I think that she wants Nassau to to succeed and, and she wants to put herself in a place of power she does mm-hmm. but think about back then being a woman in the world of pirates. And, like, I'm going to talk about this later with Max and um, Bonnie, but, like, you're either a whore or you're what? A wife. You know, what are you? So Eleanor has this cool, like, area of power. Empowerment that women didn't usually have. That they didn't have. So, I mean, I would have tried to hold on. And they even say, yeah, her her dad says the two women to my left, (laughs) that her dad had written her off because she was a woman. And they didn't think, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing was going to come for her. And yet here she is in this position that she got herself and worked hard to do. I, mean, I feel I like she used certain dad her. stuff a little bit, but yeah, I don't blame her. But I'm pissed about her hurting Vane over and over. I know, poor, <laughs> I know. Poor, he poor should know Vane. better. Poor Charles. <laughs> poor Charles. He's so sad, so miserable, so lonely. <laughs> I know, stuck up in that fort with all those dirty men. <laughs> How terrible for a woman to come take advantage of you after she apologizes. <laughs> Man, that's hey, what I need in my life. Taking advantage and the being a sucker are two totally yeah. Things. She's not being that. I mean, she, he's making it pretty easy for her. I feel like. I mean, but she's also promising that he can trust her. But how how much (laughs) of it maybe is he's letting her? Maybe he knows. Maybe he's you know what she's gonna do what she's gonna do. I'll just pretend. Mm. But has he ever proved that he's like a a smart? I don't mean to like knock Charles Vane because he's one of my favorite characters on the show. But that's never been like his. He's never been like a clever, smart. He's always been. He's just pretty. He's like strategic (laughs) and powerful and intimidating and strong. He he has though, in a way, proven himself this season because he's sort of stepped back. And by stepping back, he's allowing his persona and his aura and all that that's exuded by him to be in the forefront. And he's not even doing anything. He's just there, and he knows that just being there is enough. It's gonna stay. Enough for me. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. <sighs> oh boy. Oh, Zach oh McGowan. If you weren't married with kids, I don't even know what I'd do. Oh shoot. Sorry. <laughs> he was so like grumbly this episode. I feel like his his voice reached <laughs> like a new low uh, lion level that we haven't heard. I was like, I don't think the Zach McGowan his roar. Boys could get any lower than that. Yeah, you know that too. It was really extra did. like when he was talking to her. Was, I know. Well, <laughs> Really Sorry, was. tangent. No, it really was lower than I've ever heard. What do I get right now? I know. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed talk like by this that. For the next five minutes, I think. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep talking in my Charles Vane voice. <laughs> oh god. I can't even do that. Well, my voice is lower than yours because I'm a man. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> and I get taken advantage of by women who apologize to me, and then I pass out. <sighs> oh, god. Done. Right. I'm asleep. All right. I'm asleep. Focus. All right. 
I'm going to bring it back to my favorite return yet again for like the 15th time that I talked about Billy Bones. Billy Bones. Billy yeah. Bones. Billy's Billy back. I'm always impressed with how tall Tom Hopper is. He's right? so tall. He's like towers. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that Toby Stevens is that tall. I think he's shorter. I think he's like 5'8.9. But Billy Bones is like yeah. a head over everything. 6'4 <laughs> or something. Towering. Oh he's a mountain of a man. Like tall man. So this is really relevant, I think, more than anything. Because so Billy comes back. And, you know, he's being interviewed by the men. He's telling them about what happened and how he's pulled out of the water and how he escaped, quote unquote, my mm-hmm. quoting, that he escaped from these people from the Scarborough who had him. And, you know, we learn out more about that. But he tells everyone that he fell mm. and that Flint tried to save him. Do you think that's true? Do I think do we think it's true? Yes. I think it's strategic. No, I don't think it's true. You know, I used to think that. I for the longest time was like no way Flint threw him off the boat whatever I don't after, think he threw him off the boat after all that was going him. going on in around se- episode six and seven and all that with Gates and everything that happened at the end of season one I thought oh my gosh Flint a hundred percent threw him off the boat I I kind of don't now I mean there could have been like a struggle between the two of them and it was kind of an accident and he fell off but I don't think it was like whoop slipped fell in well here's my thoughts come on you're a pirate you don't fall off a boat he got hit by a cannon i mean it wasn't like it was just a rainstorm it was like i got hit by a cannon so well here's why i think that though because i know that they had that moment with silver previously where he's like you know think about what you did you're the same guy that lied about singleton having that page Mm -hmm. and think about what's best for the men and how they react if this happens and how close we are to the gold and all that but i feel like he could have said yeah he pushed me and that wouldn't have changed anything they they think they know so i don't don't trust him anyway they don't trust him anyway so I almost wonder if the lie, maybe it wasn't a lie. Maybe he did. Maybe he did fail. Maybe Flint did try to save him. But in the middle of the vote, don't you think it's kind of like if he would have said, yeah, he pushed me, then that would have completely tipped the voting? Maybe. But I think that Billy's interest right now is either his plan, either Flint's plan works or I'm giving up Flint and I'm taking yeah. nine people with me because I have yeah. amnesty for nine people. So I think that that's maybe in the back of his mind. He was like, hey, off the off chance... So this, this man, this man's plan works. Then I'm going to try to give him as much as I can because it's for the whole, it's for the crew. It's not right. just for him and his interests. It's yeah, actually and, for the benefit. And Billy Bones has been always a reasonable character and very much into the his men and helping them. And that's why he became quartermaster after Gates. And in that period of time, very trusting and very loyal. And yeah, he has a great point. Why, if Flint can do this, why shouldn't we let him and help him? Because the whole idea of a Nassau that's on its own, has its own government, that they're free from persecution from England, especially now that he's been on an English ship and tortured by the English and knows that they're just around the corner on Harbor Island. Why? Why not? It's great. Perfect. Do it. What did you think when they like both saw each other for the first time? <gasps> awkward. Oh my yeah, gosh. They very were totally awkward. sizing there, each other up. There was so much tension in that until they shook hands and yeah, didn't really know how that was going to go exactly. I was just like... So on a random side note as well, talking about historical things like I like to do, I'm not 100% <laughs> positive and I was trying to find this on the internet and I couldn't find it. I feel like thinking back in my lifetime when I read Treasure Island like a decade ago, Harbor Island is a place where they take the gold. Gosh, I just I bought Treasure know. Island, which is so funny. I, I, I'm not positive, but I'm it. thinking about in Treasure Island when they go to get the gold, you know, when Squarchalani mm-hmm. and, you know, all those people are, are with Jim and they go to find... I think Harbor Island is where they go. You know what? I wish but I could. I, feel like, I don't have I feel the like answer. What, the reason I think that and what it does in terms of the storyline is now they go get the gold and then Billy's with them taking him for the turn-in, but then they bury the treasure there and that's where he suggests to go and... Like, it could lead to a whole bunch of stuff that goes down with Flint, because that's why then Flint is not in Treasure Island. Mm. But th- that's why Billy Bones starts off Treasure Island with the treasure map and knowing where the treasure is. And, you know. I think that makes complete sense. Yeah. I'm, this is a random thing I barely just, I was like, maybe? I know. Throwing that out there, seeing what sticks. Hey, anybody that's listening, if you know yeah. that for sure, if you know for comment. sure if Harbor <laughs> Island is <laughs> where they bury the treasure. Where's the treasure buried? In Treasure <laughs> Island. <laughs> from the Urca Gold that they are going to get, then, you know, let us know. Yeah, please. Hit us up on Twitter. YouTube, iTunes. There's a million sources of internet connectivity <laughs> that you can use to get us. I almost feel like, so we saw Dufresne being a bit doubtful right. during that sequence, you know, wanting to talk to Billy about stuff. And I wonder if he's going to kind of come under hot water or form some sort of partnership with 
Billy or you know, I'm I'm I've got my eye on I don't trust him. I guess. Me neither. He's too wishy washy for me. Like one minute he's on board, one minute he's against it, and like I don't I don't know where he stands. Like I know where Silver I know that Silver's shady. I know he's gonna do the shady thing that's gonna be best for him. I trust and believe in him to do that thing. I don't know with Dufresne what he might do or not do. I think Dufresne might follow Billy. I think whatever Billy does, Dufresne does. I feel like Dufresne's character is definitely following you know what I mean? He's a following character. He'll follow right. like a leader, whoever he thinks is like. Yeah. He followed um, quartermaster before Billy. Why can't I think of Gates? Gates. He Gates. followed Gates. He'll follow Billy. But I keep like- in mind too, he also followed Groot when they were in that whole persecution of Silver thing, and with Randall and the whole he saw him lying. So I feel like he might follow a lot of people. Yeah, and I don't. That's exactly. So yeah, is Morning Gold going to convince him? Is somebody leader. else going to convince him? Yeah, you're right. Like I don't know if I trust. Where his loyalty to where, where go. he's going to end up. He may go with Billy for a little bit, but then he may go somewhere else. And he may or go use somewhere that else. information to yeah, and turn on Billy, hold, exactly. it, hold it over his head. I don't know. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. He, don't he trust is him a follower, though. Bit. Definitely. He, that totally is his character. Mm-hmm. He I had agree. that brief glimpse of being, you know, <laughs> and shot down in charge. No, definitely not. All right. So I now want to talk about my absolute favorite part of this episode. Mr. Jack? Jack! No, no, no. Nope, not yet. Oh, and going crazy? Dude, oh my I, gosh. I, this show has a great cinematography, and they are very well filmed. I <clears> thought <throat> the scene with Anne Bonnie standing over Logan's body and Charlotte with the backlighting. Oh, it was so cool. It was amazing. Oh, it was I love that gosh. scene, too. I mean, the sound editing of it after she stabs him, yeah. and then it's like in that kind of like... Muted sound, mm-hmm. and all she can hear is like her stabbing and stuff. And that's like, kind of a out. murmur in yeah. the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was so cool. It was really cool, man. Hell hath no fury like, like a woman, woman scorned. scorned. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now that we've told you everything that's going to happen, let's now set it all up and oh, knock it down oh again. Because we get, you know, obviously Max is at the house, and everyone's telling her that she should be afraid of, you know, Anne Bonnie running around mm-hmm. and the things that are happening, and how she tried to join a crew, and she ended up putting mm-hmm. a spike through a guy's mouth she and knocking his teeth out. And yeah, so they're just you know, and I like how Max is reacting. You know, we we shouldn't act like we should be afraid of her because you know, think about what happened to her and how she's reacting. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love seeing how like empathetic she was to Mm -hmm. that. Like, imagine if the one person you loved betrayed you and then left. You know, like she's empathizing with her and she really cares about her. And I think you were saying earlier, you know, there's probably some real yeah, before the show, there might on. be some real affection yeah, and emotion th- between the two of them. I think that, like you said, she really empathizes with her. And again, I'm going to come back to like, if you were a woman on a pirate mm-hmm. island, you were either a servant or a whore. Or well, keep in mind, they both have a, yeah. a thing where they were, you know, they were both raped. Exactly. And they were both abused. So, think, so they have a connection. Exactly. Right. I think that's what especially brings them together as a connection because that's what brought Anne to saving Max. And I think now Max is trying to save Anne. Um, I don't know. That's It bums me out a lot that Rackham and Anne's relationship is where it's at right now because mm-hmm. they're probably my favorite relationship in the entire show. Yeah, I love them Oh, it'll too. definitely come yeah. back around. Cause, I, and I, we'll talk about it when we start talking about Jack, but I think a lot of the stuff he did this week, motivated by Anne. Mm-hmm. Totally. And he even says at one point, you I know, I want to gain I, their trust and get you in. Yeah, I've checked the biggest risk that I've ever taken, essentially, you know, potentially losing the one person I love. So it's got to be worth it. It's got to oh, be. It's cute. Oh, That's tender. Sweet. But anyway, back to, yeah, Anne goes nuts, kills both of them, which is a pretty, that, those aren't just like, That was you amazing. Know. And I, I, I like the, how they set it up, because she goes in the room after Charlotte was in there with Logan, and puts the knife to his throat and says, you know who I am? Tell me about the gold. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know who I am? You know who my crew is? You know who my men are? You know what they're going to do to you? You know all this stuff. Do something. And yeah, he stands up. And I was like, oh, I was like, please don't. I was hoping more than anything, not that I like wanted Logan to die. or you know, I didn't want Anne Bonnie to be belittled yeah. in, in the way that, that if she wouldn't have done it, they, it would have made me feel about her as a character. Mm-hmm. Like I would have felt differently, I think, about her not killing him and liked her less than I did about her killing him, even though it was like well, you, you killed somebody. But at the same time, like the fact that she stood up for herself yeah. in, in that aspect, I liked that. Killing him definitely. Killing Charlotte a little psycho. She was just like, ah, oh, get it, just shut up. Yeah, she was <laughs> she just kind of like, I would have been pumped if you stopped at Logan. I mean, Charlotte's just like an innocent bystander, and it just made you. But that, that was that push that was like, whoa, she just had a break. Like that was a break. Yeah. She could not. Because if anyone else had walked doing. into that room, she probably would have taken them out, too. Right, and then later Max so comes in, and she's, like, in the corner, like, cowering and, mm-hmm. like, you know, real, thinking about what she has done and realizing what she has done. Mm-hmm. And that was another great shot. That was very, like, 
40s love story movie because they had like the lights the going lights across so their good. face. Yeah. And so, you can't hear my mouth. <laughs> they had the lights going across Max's eyes and then when Anne Bonnie looks up her hat just shows her one eye. Mm-hmm. And like it's very much her where they have just the one eye look of her face kind of half covered. Yeah. And then they had that really intimate moment where she's like, you know, I know what you did and I know why you did it. I understand. And I'm going to stand up and protect you. Exactly. Yeah. And I think so, a lot of the time we've seen Max be very manipulative but I don't I don't think that was one of those moments. I think it was really hard I agree. Genuine, yeah. And and I think what this is going to lead to is Jack is going to have a defining moment also that's going to involve Jack and Max standing up for Anne. Because something Mm. something is going to become of this. It's not going to... They're not going to believe the lie. It's not a little thing. Right. They're not going to believe the lie that Logan and uh, Charlotte ran away together. I I don't believe (laughs) that people are going to be all like, oh, okay, he was afraid to die. Yeah, Yeah, that makes totally sense. Yeah, let's just run off and be all friends. I don't don't think that people will buy that. I think if anyone can sell it, Silver can. And I'm interested to see him do it. But I don't think that they are going to buy it. And I think that... Max and and Jack are going to do something to stand up for Anne. Mm-hmm. Do you think Silver's alliance with Max is like genuine, or do you think that he thinks he can get something from her because he stood up for her on multiple accounts where he's gained nothing? Besides, I mean, in this case, yeah, if people start asking questions, he's going to say whatever he's going to say. Yeah. But I feel like he looks out for Max, and I think it's because they had that initial business partnership, and he right. was like, the first. And I feel like he like sees kind of some of himself in her to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Yeah. You know, she's scrappy and looking out for herself and resourceful and does it in a way that's not like violent and burning bridges and just like, you know, storming through everywhere. She does it in a kind of charming charming way like like he does. So I feel like they're very similar in how they they operate and so he yes, respects they have a, her. A nice parallel. You know, and and, it, and even when he came in and he's like, "Oh, I'm looking for the the madam." The madam and she's like, "Oh, you found her." He's like, "Oh, did I?" And, and it's yeah. funny cuz and I was about to comment on that. I actually kind of forgot cuz you you when you watch the show and really, you don't remember or think about because it's a week apart and, you know, it's progressing that really it's only been a couple of days. So, like, the fact that she went from being this whore who's being raped and then, like, two weeks later, she's on the madam and, like, a week later, mm-hmm. they're back. And, you know, it's really only been, like, a month yeah. in time frame I, of what's happened. That stood out to me today or this weekend. And it just makes you think, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, he's only really been gone, like, a week and a half or two. Yeah, because she's in the same dress as she was last week. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I was like, oh, duh, that's right. It is exactly the same day. <laughs> They have. It hasn't been a week for them too. Like it has been. For I've me. been waiting all week for the show, and I realize it's only been twelve hours. Yeah, on Nassau, it's because they're in Africa. I think that spins different down there. <laughs> they're going it. back in time. It's yeah, opposite. They, yeah, they're on the bottom. It's the southern hemisphere. Slower, faster. They're in the Indian Ocean. I don't. You know, oh, Australia's down there. What do you guys think Anne is going to do with that information? Because historically, no, nah, I'm not going to get into that because you're the historical. Go ahead. I, I love when people throw <laughs> no, history. He'll, he'll let you Actually, know if you're right or wrong. I don't want to know. I don't want to. Maybe I don't know the credibility as a. No, um, but no, do you, you think Anne is actually like? Do you think she's going to be? I don't know because she seems so upset still with Rackham. Do you think it's going to take a lot for her to trust him again? And mm-hmm. I know that he did this in her best interest, but to her, it probably doesn't feel like that. So, do you think now knowing the gold is for sure out there and nobody's really going after it? I mean, it's not like she can scramble up a crew and just go. But what do you think she's going to do with that information? Give the jack. You think yeah. so? Oh, I feel like I really hope that he <laughs> comes back all like great captainy and. Is like, hey, come be my first mate. Haha, <laughs> get it? No, but like, has her be a uh, really. <laughs> Don't forget to put the sword away. <laughs> I mean, oh, she boy. said it. I just had I to know, elaborate. I know, I set him up. I, I can't do that with Mr. Ryan Hooks here. He's, you know, he's going to take the bait. Well, there it goes. <laughs> Let's go on. That one's out of here. Oh, my gosh. But I, I, that's how I see it. You know, him coming back all like, all you know, the, and... the knight and giving her like some important role on the ship now that he's proved himself as a worthy captain. She gives like a gruff, sure. Yeah. <laughs> she says, All right, All right, men. Hold that thought because before we go, I want to <laughs> finish. I, I want to finish talking about Animax. Okay, sorry, sorry. No, and, and I actually want to talk about what we said about with Silver. I think that this week in his interaction, I think Silver did what he did only for himself. Absolutely. It didn't. It didn't matter mm-hmm. that he liked Max or didn't like Max. He saw that this situation was going to be a bigger deal than covering it up. Like if if they found out that Dylan went there, told someone, and they're both dead, that means somebody knows what the gold is. They're going to freak out. It's going to be a huge thing. If it just goes away, even if they don't lie, it just goes away-ish, it's better for everyone. But I feel like if it came down to it and she made up a story, he'd back it. And, well, and that's why he asked her, tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Let's talk about this right now because we got to figure something out. So yeah. the, the story that they go with is now their story. Yeah. 
I kind of like that. I, I think that you're right. He totally did it for himself. But I also think there's that underlying, like, he secretly kind of likes Max. He thinks the way, like, there's that Can parallel. You blame him? Really? <laughs> but there's that parallel that's they're kind of the same person, just a different, maybe different aspect. They're different, yeah, they're different points. Yeah, they're different yeah. points. They're doing different things for the same goals. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Now we can talk about Jack Rackham. Captain Jack Rackham. My part. He, Jack he's not so Calico excited. Jack yet, but he's still Captain Jack. I, uh, I I love the beginning when he's on the... He's like, listen, can you hear it? No women. <laughs> Perfect. On a, on a fun side note, we were talking about the flag last week. Oh, yeah. First totally off, I love the flag. But second off, I, I sent you a picture. Uh, a friend of ours from yeah. here, Dr. Buzz, Matt, he uh, is a pirate historian who lives in Florida. Uh, he said, he said, he, he oh, we started emailing last year in the season. We started talking about history and pirates, and that's how we got hooked up. He sent me an email with Jack Rackham's flag, like, beforehand, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. Yeah, like, super cool. I was really excited about it. It was, the one he sent me is a little different than the one they use in the show, because the one in the show actually has the hat, mm-hmm. and the one he sent me didn't have the hat. It's more of the traditional, you know, swords and skull, which maybe he will change it. But I like that even in the comment, he's like, what about my banner? Yeah, he's <laughs> when, like, what's wrong with it? Yeah, what's, like, like, that's such a banner. big thing. The, like the the banner strikes fear in the hearts of millions. Oh, all right. So Jack's at sea, uh, and I, I like that. There's this whole little moment with him and Featherstone where he's like, "Listen, mm-hmm. you know, if you have questions, just let me know. Like, I know that you are, you know, this is kind of new to you, and you're not really the best at a lot of stuff. So hey, we're in this together, and let's just let's just work together." Yeah, he's like, "I'm on your side. I'll vouch for you, but really, like, we know you're not." But then, boom, Captain. in your face, Captain Jack Rackham. Kills it. Kills it. And literally. Well, no, and because he does. And right in that immediate scene after they're talking, you know, they say, hey, sails ahead. And he like makes that maneuver to drop the sails and swings the boat at an arcing angle. So he cuts in and takes her wind and pulls oh. this like yeah. sweet maneuver. He's like, either you're an idiot or you're doing something pretty You just did smart. The, the most brilliant thing that I couldn't even have thought about yeah. doing. Well, just assume and he, just looked, the he just looks yeah. at him like, eh. He's like, I don't know which one. Hmm. But thank let me, you. Let me just pretend like I know what's going on. <laughs> I think he knows. I think I think he's a very, very intelligent person. I think he knows a lot about the sea. And especially being under Vane, he was very political, but I think he learned stuff. Oh yeah. Totally. I mean, how do you be in that position and not hear what's going on and see what's going on and think about ways to do stuff? I feel like he'd be like a sponge. He has like the best characteristics of I mean, maybe not the best, but a lot of great characteristics from a lot of different characters. Like mm-hmm. I think he has like lo- I think he has loyalty like Billy. I think he has like wit like Silver, and I think he's true to his cause as well. Like Flint, yeah, Flint's true to like, his cause. Like Flint, exactly. I think that he has the best of yeah the characters. I don't know. I really like Rackham. He's, he's becoming just, one he's of my He's not favorites. really. He's not slimy. He's I mean, not. You love him. He's. he's well, like and I told you that, right and I said this before. When they actress Bryn, all all three of them said that he was their favorite character this season. Yeah. So nice. I mean, if if the people who are on the show are telling us that they like him the best there's a reason that they like him the best so we must clearly like him I like weird. Him. <laughs> so weird I love how they name that the name of Linus's ship is the Goliath, Goliath. and and Rackham like I mean when you have a ship that's named the Goliath and it's coming up you know the writers are doing some obvious foreshadowing there like the little Rackham is gonna take on big Goliath <laughs> what I wonder what's gonna happen what but I love that they slipped that in there you know and, and Rackham called even calls it, it yeah he's it's like the biggest failure in <laughs> war warfare, history yeah. really <laughs> the men think it sounds good yeah I like that all right what I wrote the captain's name Captain Harcourt Harcourt I thought you just said hardcore. I'm like, Captain, Captain Hardcore. <laughs> Captain Hardcore. business. His name was Hardcore, hardcore on the Goliath. All right, sorry, go ahead. Is this like a porn movie now or what? Hardcore? Yeah, it's Hardcore on the Goliath. I just was like, never mind. Never mind. What's just, happening? You lost it. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> the show's over. We're going home. Oh no, I'm kidding. Uh, so Captain Hardcore is <laughs> Harcourt. Har- hey, it's pronounced it Hardcore. 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 Captain Hardcore, keep going. <laughs> Wait. And drops mic out. He, I but I like this whole little interaction where he shows up and he's like, you know what? We have more men than you. So here's the three things that are going to happen. Number one is our crews can fight, which clearly you're outmatched. Number two mm-hmm. is we can fight, and then like that was brought up once, but it wasn't brought up again later. And then three, we can just split the merchandise. Seems like a good thing to do. It's your first score. Why not? First day on the job. You know, yeah. new Aww. banner. You seem a little sketchy. Not sure how to do all this. And literally screws him. Yeah. He's like, you got the tobacco and all the sugar. guns or sugar or whatever. And he's like, and you gave me the pots and pans. Blankets. Blankets. <laughs> it's equal tonnage. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh. The one thing I like, too, that they threw in was kind of a joke. He's like, you've got, like, nine-tenths of the value. He's like, really more like (laughs) four-fifths. Like, because pirates are doing fractions now. (laughs) Four-fifths of the merchandise is not greater than nine-tenths of the merchandise. Oh, my gosh. gosh. All right, so Jack does his thing, though, talks to Featherstone, and realizes they're getting screwed, but Featherstone thinks he should take it. It's his first score... It'll look at at least leave with something. Nobody got yeah, hurt. He's like, no one expects you to fight this guy. They expect you to just take the compromise, no, however crappy it is. But just, it's fine, Perfect. buddy. Just do okay. it. It's, it's okay. okay. You can mad at you. No. I know, and you can see his wheels turning too. As soon as that was said, he was like, "Man, I've got some options here." It, yeah, he's like, they think I'm a, a sissy. I know he'd rather. But like, what I loved about this and like was such a defining because this is not. This is pre, got lucky. Pre, <laughs> he got lucky, but yeah. pre Rackham this episode, I was like, okay, he's probably going to split it and go back and try to find a plan to make himself captain again, because he's not going to be captain after this. But he chooses probable death over not being captain anymore. I love how he like attacks him. It's so silly. He's like, Ah! You know, just he like threw his cup on him first. Yeah. And I was watching the episode and I was like, oh, he's totally going to throw that wine right in his face. I actually thought it was hot coffee. I was like, oh, he's going to throw that hot coffee in his face. Then Smart. I realized it was wine after he got it on yeah. him. Oh but I was like, oh, that'd be cool. He's going to throw it in his face. He's going to burn his face and he can't see. Yeah, and... it wasn't the most graceful attack ever, no. but like, it worked. Oh, yeah. He's slapping him or what? And you're just like, oh, crap. What are you doing, Jack? And then he gets no. beat down. But the, luckily he cut the jugular and he yeah. bleeds out because he's uh, struggling so hard. And you see his face when he sees him bleeding. He's like, what? He's what? Like, what happened? He's How dying? When? <laughs> Me? And then he's like underneath him and he's like, uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. But this decision was such a defining moment for his character, I feel like. Cause oh, huge. He could have gone one of two ways. It was huge. It asserts him as a badass and he proved ish. himself to him. Ish. I mean, it he asserts courage, himself though. as... It shows he has courage. Yeah, he has that courage. He that was be. so ballsy. Especially and, without Anne because Anne usually fights for him. Mm-hmm. She's always right, fought for him. Right, exactly. And he gains a whole bunch of new men on his side. That was a really quick Clever, move for him, yeah. too. Know, he's I love like, that he was uh, all... free these guys because this, you know... They're going to kill him. Yeah. He would have killed you the guys all. I want you to be on my exactly. side. You're part oh my of my gosh. crew, essentially. So I don't think he'll take them on. I mean, who knows? But but well. it was like so clever that he said the reason why I fought and killed him is because he said he was going to kill all of you guys. Yeah. And we don't. So we don't want that. He's yeah. very, exactly. very sharp, very quick. So, so quick. I saw it coming personally, but <laughs> of course, you did. of course, I did. Jeez, I see a lot of this stuff coming now. It's because I have foresight. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? Go ahead, say it. Nothing. Come on, Jamie. Nothing. I'm the bad one. I'm the dirty one. Okay, all the right. stuff. Nothing, nothing. But back to back to Jack. Uh, Jack and Silver, like, they have this survivor instinct. And I feel like Silver's not a really courageous character. Like, I feel like he would throw somebody into a bus if it like, would save his life. Yeah, you know like throw I mean? sand in their exactly. face and then run away. Exactly. But I feel like this, <laughs> this, this moment... I feel like this moment separated in my I don't know why in my mind Rackham and Silver were like the same person to me and this completely separated their mm. characters and now Rackham is like up here uh, all right. and Silver's kind of Two the sissy one. First off, can you throw sand in the face and run away again? <laughs> ah, that was not as good of a run. <laughs> That's better. Second of all, I and I was it's a bit interesting to say that because when I was watching it earlier the part when Silver goes to Max and they see the bodies and he's he's sort of like shying to the door like it's almost like the bodies are grossing him out he's like ew there's dead bodies on the ground I mean obviously we've seen him fight and kill people and we've seen him sort of be okay because then that one scene when him and Flint were tied to the chairs he's like kill that one he's got more scars it means he's fought more (laughs) You know, and then there was a poor struggle. But I feel like he was sort of, like, afraid of the blood spill mm-hmm. that was in the room from Logan and Charlotte. Or even him hiding. The first scene we meet Silver, he's yeah, literally he's hiding, hiding somewhere. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's positioned to be... Exactly, yeah, exactly. Positioned to be strategic and, like, he's, you know, the political one. But it could just be totally. he's like, I don't want to get my hands yeah, dirty. I'm good. <laughs> like, I know I'm not the best fighter, so I'm not gonna. Like, yeah. that's all you. I'll, I'll. Yep, I'm out. I'll just keep using my brain. Exactly. Well, it, but it does, though, with this fight and him winning, it does put him in a position now, especially to bring on Anne. Hopefully, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I think they're going to go back and they're going to have to stand up for Anne because something's going to come about of this. Yeah, And he's going to use his current new position to help protect her. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Maybe bring her on board or you yeah. know, bring her back in. Whatever needs to be done. But so, And then we get the end of the episode this week. Uh, Eleanor and Vane have finished cuddling. Whatever whatever it is they do in the dark. They do something. Kiss something. Yeah. I don't really know. Uh, and he, like she steals anything. the keys and goes to Abigail Ash. Mm-hmm. It tells her that I'm here to free you. Come on, let's go. But I didn't like that she shut the door. Like I know she's trying to be discreet so people don't walk by and see the like door open. 
I think she's going to get locked in the prison cell. I think she is too. I think Bane's going to be like, I'm done with this. I'm over it. You've screwed oh. me over too many times. Later, lock the key. You're out. Yep. Bye-bye. I don't know. Yeah, I was almost thinking that maybe she was going to have Ab- Abigail come hide with her and kind of then use Abigail as her own bargaining chip. You know, kind of. I think she's in with Flint and getting Abigail is for Flint. Flint. Do you think Vane will use Eleanor and Abigail as a bargaining chip for the warship? Like if he if he locks up Just Eleanor and Abigail, really? I don't. I think the ship's off the table. Yeah. So that was a big. That was a big play. He wind up going broke. Yeah, right? like, See what happens. Give me your ship. But I mean, if they're all in like they say they are, what's switching ships? Yeah. They don't have a ship though. That's the thing. They got to get one. And if mm-hmm. they, it's a torning gold ship now, which he's not going to give because he's all not on board with them anymore because he lost his four and that was his thing. So. Yeah, Horningold's pissed now. Or Horningold goes away. Like I don't, I don't see all of these characters staying. I don't see all these no. conflicting ideas all being alive together. <laughs> it's interesting you're longer. talking about characters like leaving or being taken out. I was actually thinking about characters being added. <gasps> yeah. Well, because I was thinking about history of Nassau as I was reading all this stuff about Nassau, <laughs> and I was wanting to know if they're going to introduce two characters. Number one, Mary Reed, mm-hmm. who's the other famous female pirate who okay. was very popular in Nassau, and number two, Edward Teach. AKA Blackbeard the Pirate. Mm. And I want to know if either of those people are going to be introduced in this season or next season as characters. Do you Ooh. think Anne Bonnie could be this is what I was gonna talk about earlier and I didn't because I didn't want to ruin Go my after bed's credibility. Do you think that <laughs> Go ahead, let's talk about that one. Do you think that Anne Bonnie could become that next woman pirate? I mean, they don't have to have the same names. I, a lot of things aren't historically right. the like same. Anne Bonny is Anne was a, dead, and now she becomes Mary Reed. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Or there is no Mary Reed, and it just becomes Anne Bonny, and her character develops into. Well, I mean, Flint we used to be James McGraw, so who knows? Hmm. What could happen? There's not a lot of anyway. Hmm. We'll see. That could. Okay, sorry. I mean, totally probably not, but, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, we'll just see what happens. All right, all right, all right. We'll just throw that out and see if it sticks, like spaghetti on the wall. All right, what else? Do, what else do we need to talk about? What else? Do you feel like we missed anything? I feel like we did a pretty solid job. I this don't. Week here at I don't TV think we really missed anything. I don't think we no. Did Check your notes. I know. I'm questions. looking. I don't think we missed anything. Mm-hmm. I wrote so cool next to the scene where Bonnie in the tavern. I thought that was awesome. I still think it's awesome. I sent <laughs> so it. Cool. I sent a tweet out to Clara who plays Anne Bonnie. I was like, dude, that was the coolest scene in Black Sails history. Thank you so much. <laughs> Killed it. And I, you know what? I, I love female characters. Uh, there's another show that I watched called The Musketeers. It's like a remake of The Musketeers on BBC America. And uh, the woman who plays Milady had this scene, and she like has sort of changed. And I was like, I hope the season ends with her killing this character. Like that was my, I was I was tweeting at Mimi McCoy, who's the actress who plays that, and she's like, oh, that'd be so cool. And I think I hope it does work out. I just I like hope. seeing women in power. I don't, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I have two women panelists. I can't complain. There we go. Good to look at. <laughs> Perfect. So we had a good time then here at FBS TV. But before we go, we do have to talk about predictions. Yeah. Flashy lights, play my music. Boom. And now. Jamie's hair is not blue instead of green. <laughs> Predictions. Well then, Laura, run, soft, love, I don't, I don't have too many predictions. Talk, I think we predicted, I think a, lot we predicted a lot of things during the show, but I think Horning Gold's going to die. <laughs> yes. I hope. No, right. Yeah. I don't think that battle with the fort, I don't think he's going to get very far with him going his own way and fighting trying against to get the everybody. Goal, trying to yeah. fight everyone. I think he's going to die next week. Okay. Next week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to say it. We haven't had the big, yeah, I mean, yeah, a big kill recently. Somebody's going to die. We have four. I was, I was, I'm counting on my hand over here. How many episodes? We, we have four episodes left in the show uh, oh. before the season ends. So we do have some stuff, major stuff that's going to start yeah. probably in the next two weeks to be wrapped up in the next two weeks after that. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. There's some some big stuff going down, and I know that we're going to get more Abigail Ash because she's going to be freed from the prison. Yeah. And so we're going to get a lot of her Definitely story. Definitely more Abigail Ash. I think more Miranda as like a p- lady power figure. Mm-hmm. I think in a couple of weeks, some major stuff's going to happen with Richard Guthrie as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you? I do. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, something's going to go crazy down with that. And what do you think, Jamie Elias? I have three predictions. 
Cool. Only three? Okay, go. One of them is kind of a hope prediction. I hope Rackham comes back and he fixes things with Anne. I hope that. I love the hopes. I hope. Jamie I hope Elias hopes. I know, oh, I should The weekly predict. hopes. It's a hope. The hopes and dreams of Jamie <laughs> right, Elias. Brought to you by FBS TV. Just stop it. Okay. okay, I love it. Um, I think that Silver is going, I think that Silver doubts Flint and his motives and where his loyalties lay and what he wants to mm-hmm. do. So I think Silver is going to start hatching his own plan for the yeah, gold. Yeah, do some plotting. I think he's going to plot. Well, uh, I wonder, that I, maybe I goes against the horny gold thing. Right, I wonder if Silver and Billy are going to maybe team up. I don't, I don't know. But if I he think finds Silver's out about the pardons, I think that he might yeah. be on board with that. I think we'd be like, Absolutely. oh, hey. He would jump ship and t- jump ship. I know. Like, <laughs> What'd you <laughs> do there? <laughs> Put a quarter in the jar. Oh Come my on. Gosh. And I, my last one is I think Eleanor, I think Vane is going to catch Eleanor in the act. And I think something's going to go down there, but I'm not quite sure. Oh, yeah, I think Eleanor for sure is getting locked yeah. up in that prison cell. She's, she's for she's sure. For. She's stuck in there. They're going to let her out later, but. I think she's definitely getting locked up in there for a hot minute. Yep. And then Vane's going to be all like, listen, she was trying to steal this woman, and now you want her back? It's going to cost you. Yep. Yeah, he's give gonna, me that he's, ship. He's going to sell her. Absolutely. I don't know yep. about for the ship. I don't think that's going to go down. Probably not, but something's he's going to go down. Yeah, yeah, Flint's going to have to get a little Flint, good shirt luck, off man. his back at least. Good luck. All right. Week. Well, then, guys, thank you so much for tuning in here to the AfterBuzz TV Black Sales Podcast. Ladies, where can we find out more information about you, Lauren Salon? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, at Lauren Salon. That's S-A-L-A-U-N. Bringing it back with Z. You can find me on Z Twitter or Z Instagram (laughs) at Jamie S. Elias. That's J-A-M-I-E-S-E-L-I-A-S. Nice. Preckens of joints. Okay. (laughs) All right. And uh, don't forget uh, to subscribe to our YouTube, our iTunes, our podcast, all that kind of stuff. Give us five-star ratings. Tell us what you think. Also, don't forget to check out American Crime coming up here on May 5th at 10, 9 central on ABC. And also... March 5th. It's March, it's May, it's a month with the M. <laughs> I'm sorry, March 5th at 10, 9 central this on ABC. Week. And it is this week. Yeah, that's, that's, it's March. It's March, crap. dude. Well, dang. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Where are we? I'm so confused. <laughs> you know what you can do to fix that confusion is you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Ryan Hooks 92 and also Instagram and you can find out all the answers <laughs> to all the questions that your life is dying to have. And if not, then tune in next week to our After Buzz Black Sales panel. We'll be back discussing episode number seven. These lovely leaders will be here. I'll be here. We'll see you guys then. See you later. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.